am the creator. I am the maker of the universe. I am the one who spoke into nothing and all creation heard. I am he who has all power in my hands. And if you believe on my word, you can stand. I am the healer, mender of broken hearts. Alpha Omega, your destiny and where you start. I am the one who does impossible things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to thank God for you being with us today. Today is a great day. Today is a blessed day in the house of God. And so we're here to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. And so we want to go right into our broadcast today. We want to go into a word of prayer uh, as we uh, touch and agree. We want to uh, go before his throne at this time. Uh, Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, O Lord, as we come before thee and before thy presence, Lord, we thank you. And Father, we lift you up and we give you glory. O God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, for Oh, God, our country, we pray for, oh, God, our nation. We pray, Lord, for the world at large. We ask it, oh, God, that you would touch and minister to those, oh, God, that are affected, oh, God, by the pandemic and also by, oh, God, the recent events that have taken place in our land. Oh, God, uh, for those, oh, God, that are, oh, God, deprived, we pray that you would, oh, God, continue Oh, God, to uncover and unveil all the things, oh, God, that uh, minorities and those, oh, God, that are, oh, God, oppressed are dealing with. We pray, God, with sensitivity and with great concern and compassion that you would move by your power and your anointing, Lord, to minister to the need of those that are hurting. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you would, oh, God, touch in a mighty way, touch leaders and those, oh, God, that have a voice to, oh, God, Continue to encourage and, oh God, intercede for those that are going through right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you and we give you glory and praise. As, oh God, you will bless Faith in God Internet TV broadcast, all of our subscribers and listeners, and the entire Pentecostal Power Church family. Continue to look on our pastor and first lady 
And, oh God, all of those behind prison walls, look on those that are sick among us in the name of Jesus. We're praying, God, that you would, oh God, minister, oh God, what your people have need of. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory and praise as you continue to bless our family, a portion of our unsaved loved ones, continue to bless our brother Henry and, oh God, our siblings. And so, God, you continue to look on our father, continue to bless him, oh God, as we give you glory and praise and give you thanks for another year to celebrate life. We thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless my wife, Missionary Newsom, and to, oh God, all the people of God, we're praying, God, that you would, oh God, touch them and bless them that are listening to this broadcast. And, oh God, we ask that, oh God, you would word our mouth, you would direct us, oh God, in the scriptures. As we decrease, we ask your anointing to increase, oh God, that the body of Christ might be edified. And Father, we forever thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and the praise, and we claim a great deliverance even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Amen. So we're here in the name of the Lord. Um, we want to uh, give honor to God who's the head of our life, to our honorable pastor and the person of Bishop Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church at 2331 West Center, where we're under his leadership and Lady Murchison and to my own wife, Missionary Newson, and to the entire Amen Pentecostal Power Church family. We say God bless you and uh, we salute you in the name of the Lord and to all of our listeners on today. We want to uh, uh, go ahead and get into our broadcast, but before we do that, I uh, just wanted to um, go ahead with the sidebar in the beginning because uh, I know uh, we've been kind of abreast to what's been happening lately in our uh, country with uh, the latest events of uh, George Floyd family. We give our prayers and condolence to uh, the George Floyd family and to all of those that's been affected by this um, latest event. Um, just concerning uh, the black community and minorities at large are suffering at a great uh, deal. And so we want to uh, speak to that uh, before we get into the word of the Lord. And we just want to um, say uh, that we are praying uh, for all of those that are out there and to those that are protesting. Uh, we pray for you uh, to those that are causing anarchy and uh, opportunists. Um, we uh, speak to you and say, uh, stop it. Uh, we don't need a bigger problem than we already have. And so don't feed into the, uh, the divisiveness um, that the system uh, has in place to paint a negative connotation of minorities. And so the looting, the stealing, the damaging of property, um, we condemn that. Praise the Lord. As people of God, we condemn it. And wrong is wrong, right is right. And two wrongs don't make it right. And so we condemn that. And we're not going to talk on that all day, but we wanted to uh, express that we condemn any uh, violent acts uh, of protesting, rioting. Uh, we don't believe that's uh, necessary. Um, to have a voice is one thing. And getting violent is another thing. And so uh, we just want to say we condemn all of that. Uh, it's a sad thing. We don't have leaders and presidents and people in government officials 
to come out of the, you know, uh, come out of the hedges and come out of the weeds and speak truth to power and say, hey, it's what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. And so that's what we need to do as men and women of God in these last days. We got to be able to speak truth to power and know that um, God will deal with the unjust. Okay. And so we're going to move on as we get into our topic today. We have a beautiful topic um, we want to um, uh, speak on today. We want to talk about, uh, you know, the, um, the signs of developing hardness. Okay, the signs of developing hardness. And uh, truly, we're in a time now where there is some hardness in our world because we're going to deal with the church and the scriptural perspective, but I just want to speak to it while I'm on the sidebar of this um, latest thing with the uh, George uh, Floyd family that have happened with the law enforcement in our nation. There is a, a hardening and a hardness, a developing of hardness of the heart of people, not only in the church, but uh, in Matthew 24, Jesus says, because iniquity shall abound. He says, and because iniquity, I'm sorry, iniquity shall abound for the love of many shall wax cold. And so we can see that there's a, a problem with hardness being developed uh, right among us, right in the midst of what's happening. And uh, we have to uh, take a look at these signs of hardness and uh, know them and recognize them and identify them uh, in uh, whether it be uh, governments, whether it be in groups of people or whether it be in individuals, um, we must identify it, whether it be in our body as a, as a, as an organization. And so we have to, uh, be able to say, uh, it is what it is. And when hardness is being developed, we want to talk about some of the things that, uh, we can be, um, uh, challenged with some of the things that we can uh, balance things and respond in a positive manner and also the negative effects of uh, developing hardness, signs of developing hardness. And uh, sometimes we, we can't even recognize uh, in some things how we act and how we behave uh, in our behavior as people um, that there can be a developing of hardness. Uh, especially when you feel like uh, nobody can tell me anything. Uh, I got this, you know, we got, we got enough of that going on, not only in our country, but in our churches, I got this, but do you really have it? Because if you really have it, you would give it to God. And a lot of things we should give to God that we want to take advantage of ourselves and the things that God need to be dealing with, we're trying to handle. And so, that can be a problem. And so we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Let us take a look at uh, Deuteronomy. Praise the Lord. We want to take a look at Deuteronomy. Uh, we want to say, uh, give a shout out while we at this sidebar before we get Deuteronomy chapter uh, eight. 
prayer gap ministries. We want to say praise the Lord and God bless you, uh, prayer gap ministries. We want to say God bless you um, to your leadership and to your ministry and to those that are uh, under you. We want to say praise the Lord to the people of God and want to say God bless you. We're uh, getting ready to talk on the subject of the signs of developing hardness. And so we're going into Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse number one. And so we're going to read for you hearing today. It says eight and one, Deuteronomy eight and one. And it says, all the commandments which I have commanded thee this day shall ye observe to do that you may live and multiply and go and possess the land in which uh, the land uh, which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Okay. And he says, verse number two, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord had led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Praise the Lord. To humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart, uh, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Praise the Lord. Um, this is a test for our nation, uh, the pandemic, the uprising. Uh, um, we know in spite of uh, what has transpired, uh, we know sometimes people say, well, God is in control. He didn't cause um, someone to be murdered and their life to be lost. But we have to make sure we put things in perspective. Some things we have to call it what it is and people have to uh, be held accountable for what they have done. And so God uh, delivers the Israelites, takes them out of bondage, out of Pharaoh's house, delivers them across the Red Sea and begins to uh, show them uh, a promised land that he wants to give them. But before they can get and inherit this promised land, they must be willing uh, to be led and to be taught and to be humbled uh, and to remember uh, the things that the Lord has done and for the Lord to prove them that they was ready for this next blessing. Praise the Lord. And we too, uh, if we're going to really look at this thing rightfully, before we get into heaven, we're going we're gonna to be tested. We're going to go through some trials. We're going to go through some tests. We're going to go through some, uh, some pain and some suffering. Uh, but that's not the end of the story. So I want to encourage you today to let you know that um, God says here in Deuteronomy 8 and 2, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep as his commandments or no. Verse 3, he says, and he humbled thee and suffered thee the hunger. Look at this. He suffered thee the hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Praise the Lord. Fed them with manna, which they didn't know of. And he says, neither did thy fathers know. Praise the Lord. From what the light bread he provided, but it came from heaven. And he says, but by Every word that proceeded 
He says there, he says here, I'm sorry, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man do it not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, do it man live. And we can also see that in uh, Matthew 4. We can see that uh, in 4 where he says, man shall not live by bread alone. When he was tempted, when Jesus was led in the wilderness to be tempted of Satan for 40 days and 40 nights. But he says here in verse 4, Deuteronomy 80 and 4, he says, Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell. Praise the Lord. He says, These 40 years. And he says, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasing his son, so the Lord God chasing at thee. And now um, we're going to get into something in a minute here, but we're going to be talking about this all week. Um, the signs of developing or, uh, you know, uh, you know, the developing hardness, the signs of developing hardness. He says here, uh, Thou shalt also consider uh, in thine heart as a man chastening his son. So the Lord, thy God, chasteneth thee. Verse number six, we're going to read Deuteronomy 8 and 6. He says, therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord, thy God, to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. That's what he says. He bringeth thee into a good land of brooks, water, of fountains, and depths that spring out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat, barley, and vines, and figs, and pomegranates, a land of olive and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread, without scarceness puts them in a resourceful land. And it says, thou shall not lack anything in it. A land whose stone are iron and out of the hills, thou mayest dig brass. And when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee, given thee. And he says, beware. I want to stop at verse number uh, 11. He says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. And so we're going to stop right there. And we're going to talk from that, speak to that in just a minute here. Now, he says to them, for them not to forget. One of the biggest signs of hardness um, that can be dangerous and also can be signs of developing hardness. When the people of God uh, begin to go before the Lord, and I noticed some things during our service when, we, when people go back into worship, and they fail to praise and thank God 
and remember from where he brought them. That can be a that can be a sign of hardness. Now we may not recognize that. We may not identify that as hardness. But uh, I want to let you know uh, directly from the scripture. This is uh, how the Israelites got in trouble with the Lord by forgetting the good things that he had provided for them. And we too can fall into unthankfulness. Uh, We can fall into pride. We can fall into, uh, I don't owe God any thanks or praise because I'm doing it myself. And uh, we know we can't do anything without the Lord. And so we need the Lord's help. And so we need to be careful, even our nation Uh, People in our country, individuals can fall into hardness when we begin to think we're self-sufficient and we don't need the Lord. We all need the Lord and we need salvation. We need uh, saving, number one. And uh, once God saves us, then we need to be thankful and be appreciative of the work that was done on Calvary. Praise the Lord. And so we need to bring it into focus and be thankful and remember and not forget. Beware. Uh, Verse number 11 says that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes. And he's saying this to the Israelites, which I command thee this day. He speaks to his people that he brought out of Israel, out of, out of uh, Egypt, Pharaoh delivered from Pharaoh's house, brought them out of Egypt and was bringing them into a new land of promise. Praise the Lord. And we too have a land of promise. You know, uh, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you and that where I am there, you may be also. And so God has given us a promise. And in order for us to receive that promise, We must keep the commandments of the Lord. Praise the Lord. We must not just be hearers of the word, but we must be doers and become doers of the word of God and not deceiving our own self, according to James 1 and 22. And so we want to say to the people of God, God bless you today. Uh, We want to go a little bit farther. I may take another five minutes and then we'll go into our sidebar as we talk about the latest events that have happened uh, recently. And now we're going to go to uh, another familiar passage of scripture. We're going to go to Romans uh, chapter nine. We're going to go ahead and go there. And uh, we'd like to go to Romans uh, nine and uh, uh, 13. Uh, we're going to go to 9 and 13 of Romans. And Apostle Paul is alluding here, you know, talking about the uh, the uh, the uh, elder shall serve the younger as in respect or speaking to the conversation of Jacob and Esau. And we know the story of Jacob and Esau, okay? And uh, God had made this election or made this call upon the lives of those brethren before they were born. They hadn't done any good or done any evil. And we can see God 
sets the election. And so we as a people of God, God makes that call. And uh, he says uh, to quite a few of the prophets, you know, uh, one in particular, he said, uh, when I knew thee, when you was in the belly of the womb, I believe it was Jeremiah. He said, I knew thee and, you know, ordained thee. And so uh, God knows us and he calls and makes his election uh, at his own will. Um, he have mercy on whom he will. And we're going to get into it. It says here in uh, Romans 9 and 13, he says, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I hated. And he says here, uh, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? He asks the question. Apostle Paul here uh, brings this out and he says here, uh, what shall we say then? Uh, is there unrighteousness with God? And he responds, God forbid. He said, God forbid. And he says, for he said to Moses, he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And he says here, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And so we can see here, um, uh, very valid scripture here. Uh, he expresses, he says, so then it's not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showed mercy. And so this is why we need to be careful because uh, we can't do anything without the Lord. We can't accomplish very much without the Lord, anything without the Lord. And so we, um, begin to think we're more than we ought to think, we have to remember it's the Lord is the one that showed mercy and extend grace. And so we need to know uh, uh, God does, you know, uh, things according to his divine uh, will and purpose and not uh, to satisfy the clay. You know, he's the potter and we are the clay. And so what he does, uh, we have to learn to accept, praise the Lord, as it, as it relates to um, salvation, uh, as it relates to the kingdom, and as it relates to him being sovereign, we have to learn to accept what God allows, praise the Lord. And God is going to uh, recompense uh, what needs to be recompensed. And so we don't have to worry about uh, fighting our own battles, praise the Lord. And so that's why it's important for us not to uh, develop uh, a hard heart or a hardness of spirit, a hardness, uh, you know, desensitized, you know, where we just don't care about one another. Uh, he told us to love you one another, praise the Lord. He said a new commandment in John uh, uh, 15 there. He says, a new commandment I write unto you that you love one another. So we need to do that. But the question comes up here in Romans 9 and 12 through 14. You know, was it right for God to choose Jacob, the younger over Esau? And this is the problem we have 
uh, you know, in ministries, you know, you have jealousy. Uh, the Bible said jealousy is cooler than the grave. Some people can be envious or jealous of uh, different uh, gifts and abilities that God has wrought in different ones, and we can get caught in uh, a negative view of this is all God's plan. Praise the Lord. Has nothing to do, uh, not slighting anybody, not belittling anyone. This is all God's divine will. And he blesses and he increases uh, each and every one according to his several ability. Praise the Lord. And so this is why uh, we can see in Genesis that Cain got upset with his brother Abel because of jealousy. Praise the Lord. And so we have to be careful when God makes a choice. That choice can't be undone because God has a purpose for his choice. Praise the Lord. And we can't tell God how to choose. Praise the Lord. He chooses to save whomever he will. This is why in the church, when somebody says, I repent, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We cannot object to that. If that person desires and have a desire and a mind and a want to to be saved, we're supposed to welcome them. Praise the Lord. Because God chooses whom he will. You know, the doctrine, you know, of election uh, teaches us that God is sovereign. And he can save us or he has saved us by his goodness and his mercy. It wasn't nothing we could do for the plan of salvation. God had mercy on us. Praise the Lord. And therefore, he welcomed us into his kingdom. And it wasn't by our own merit. We had nothing to do with God's choosing. I know some people say, well, I chose the Lord. No, he first chose you. We love God because he first loved us. And if the truth be told, we didn't find God. God found us. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because God wasn't lost. We was. And so we need to know. Uh, don't develop a hardness of spirit and mind to reject uh, God's divine will and plan. We have to be uh, enlightened enough by the word of God and by the spirit of the Lord to know it's God moving upon individuals in different uh, ways and uh, aspects to draw us closer to him. And sometimes he need to use um, outside elements. Praise the Lord. He used uh, uh, the Babylonian empire to cause the Israelites to go into captivity to be chastened of the Lord and then to bring them out so they could get back um, to be revived or to get back and be restored as a nation. And so sometimes uh, we end up uh, sad enough to say uh, we as uh, parents, we know that. Uh, and now when we were children, we know as parents what was done prior to us becoming parents. You know, our parents had to chastise us when we didn't uh, fall in line, when we didn't uh, do the things that was necessary 
um, to uh, do the simple word that you call obey. And, and this is the problem we have in the church today. Even in the world, people don't want to obey. They don't want to obey rules. They don't want to obey structure. They don't want to obey leadership. They don't want to obey nobody. They just want to be able to do what they want to do. But um, just because we have liberty to do what we want to do, we're all governed by God. Praise the Lord. And so you may have the ability and the right to do what you want to do. But we must all be measured against God's righteousness and against the word of God to find out, are we doing that which pleased the Lord? You might be doing what you think is right. And the scripture in Proverbs say, every man is right in his own eyes. And the Bible said the backsliding heart is filled with his own ways. But of a good man is satisfied from himself. And so we got to make sure, you know, that we're not walking in the ways of death. He said, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We need to make sure, and we need to check ourselves to make sure that we're following God's divine order. Praise the Lord. Because if we're not going to follow God's divine order, we're going to get ourselves into trouble. And so this is why uh, we have to really be careful, even when it comes to, uh, leadership when it comes to other things dealing with ministry. But the most important thing, we have to be careful we don't forget. You know, we got to beware that we don't forget the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments. When we practice not walking right and living by the word of God, we're setting up a foundation for hardness. When we reject truth, we're setting up something for hardness to enter in. You may not, you may, you may not have bought the cement, but guess what? Satan is supplying the cement, but if you pour water on it, and soon as that cement uh, gets water on the mixture, it's going to harden. And once it hardens, you're going to need a jackhammer to break it up. And this sometimes where people fall into, they fall into the category of being chastened. The jackhammer uh, is the chastening. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said, and uh, I believe it was in Jeremiah. And he said, is my word uh, not like as a fire, like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces. And so, we want to make sure that we don't fall into judgment uh, by our hearts getting hard toward God. And so I hope I've said something to encourage you today, but I want to take the sidebar and take the opportunity to say, uh, we have a problem. Um, when I say we, that includes me and all of you uh, that are listening today. We have a problem in our society. We have a problem in our government, we have a problem in our law uh, enforcement and our judicial system and our courts. Uh, the whole system, praise the Lord, uh, needs to be rebuilt. Praise the Lord. And uh, they're not going to do it. You know, they're not going to do it. Um, and so we have to be 
sensitive enough, wise and, 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 and smart enough to recognize when someone uh, can be as brazen in, 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 in uniform, uh, in law enforcement uniform to assassinate or murder an individual and, and you know, on public national TV, um, we have a problem. And so I'm only speaking to that to say our heart uh, condolence and prayers go out to the uh, to the uh, the George Floyd family and to the brother of George Floyd. Uh, very very um, impactful uh, uh, interview on yesterday that I was looking at, and uh, our heart uh, goes out to that family. And we're praying for them, and so just want to let you know it could be any of us. While we're sitting back, some of us. Uh, we can have hardness. We're sitting back being judgmental about the situation. But wait till wait till it's your brother. Wait till it's your son, your daughter. Praise the Lord. And so I'm not trying to advocate nothing. I'm just saying it's always easier, you know, when it's not you. And so my thing is take a step back, take a deep breath and think about this. It could be your son, daughter, nephew, niece, uncle, brother, sister, mother, father. For you weigh in with your feelings and emotions about what's right and what's just. Just let it, just let it, uh, just let it hit your house for a minute. And so that's what I have. That's what I speak to. You know, this is what I'm speaking to. I'm not, uh, not inciting anything. I'm just saying. It's easier for someone to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. And my thing is, this is not the first time this has happened. I thank God for my bishop speaking to this on yesterday. You know, this is not the first time this happened. I, I grew up in a, uh, this is the sidebar. I and mean, we're getting ready to get out of here. I was born and raised in Mississippi. And so to make a long story short, I've seen a lot of heinous stuff. And a lot of heinous stuff happened even before I was born, being the youngest of um, the siblings in my family. And so I've heard, I've read, and, and also have seen and witnessed a lot of heinous stuff as we grew up as young, uh, young boys uh, in the South, how, uh, you know, how uh, racial things were and still are to a degree. And so we're not denying anything and we're not trying to incite anything. We're just saying, it's real. And for those of you that ain't experienced it, that haven't had, uh, you know, been touched by it, God bless you. <laughs> you know, God bless you. But I'm telling you, it's real. And when people can, uh, you know, oh, Lord, have mercy. It's, it's just a bad thing. And so that's why we need to pray. You know, uh, Jesus spoke a parable unto this end in Luke 18, 1 through 3. He said, men ought to always pray and not to faint. It's praying time. We need to be doing more praying about the situation that God will send healing to those families. And so that's what we're going to do, that God will send healing uh, in the situation. And uh, we know that in this world, we're going to have tribulation. We know um, that uh, perilous times have come and we're in them right now. And so I speak to that to just say, 
Uh, we have to just keep praying that the Lord will see us through and uh, give us the comfort, uh, the confidence and the boldness that we need to endure hardness as good soldiers. And so uh, we want to say God bless you today. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say God bless you. want to thank you for being on the broadcast today. Hope we have said something to encourage you. Uh, please join us on tomorrow. We will be on uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, on video stream feed live. So you could join us there. And so we ask that you would do that. If you want to call us, you can call us at 414-628-0568. We're on the line. If you need prayer, we're here on the line. 414-628-0568. Please call us. And so we want to say God bless you. Please tune in. Please send your comments. Please text your input. Please text uh, positive feedback to us so we can share that uh, your testimony, praise report, or even a word of encouragement to the people of God. Uh, get on the phone, call us 414-628-0568, or you can text us to the Faith in God Internet TV ministry on Podbean Live. So it's called Fidget. You can find us right here on Fidget, whether it be on podbean.com or whether it be on YouTube or Facebook, you will find us here on the social media platforms. We're on Spotify, iTunes, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. We're on Facebook and YouTube. And so we're on several platforms. So if you'd like to communicate, please subscribe. If you want to continue to get our feed, please subscribe to us. We'd appreciate that. And so we want to say we love you and God bless you. Until next time, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. Stop.